Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, it was the Red Raiders over number 25 at Houston in double OT by the skin of their teeth. We're covering it all top to bottom, inside and out next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Thanks for joining us today on Locked On Texas Tech. Once again, it's your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com right now with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks at underdogfantasy.com. Uh, Chris, going to the Jones, Texas Tech was not an underdog, but they also weren't the ranked team in Saturday's matchup. We'll get to plenty between the lines, what was going down uh, with personnel on both sides of the football. But, man, what an experience from a fan perspective. What a day uh, for Red Raider football as you saw a lot of toughness on display. Had a great crowd, great vibe. It was hot, but people were sticking it out. And they were rewarded at the end of it. I'm wondering what you're thinking in general just about the game. Because for my money's worth, one of the most enjoyable games I've seen in Lubbock in a long time. Yeah, this episode also brought to you by what in the world did I just see dot com. Um, because, uh, I, I mean, th- there, there were so many storylines in that game. There were so many storylines in college football this weekend. It, it would take you hours and hours and hours just to get to all of them. But as far as your game, there's so many plays that were, were you, you thought were huge plays at the time that will kind of gloss over in time. Um, yep. I mean, I don't even, you know, fr- from the, like, this will be completely buried. The fourth down stop at the end of the half by your defense that keeps, right. you know, I mean, and that, that was just kind of like, you, you put that on the pile over there with, with 15 others. Um, you know, the... <laughs> The missed field goals, uh, and then to come back and make one, uh, will kind of get lost in time. I mean, we're, we're going to focus a lot on on kind of how Donovan played, and 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 it's it's a fair question. I would ask you this: Which quarterback played better? Mm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at their numbers, I I know I know one of them. I because as I'm watching this game play out, Callan, I, I did not. It didn't register with me until after it was over that Donovan Smith attempted 58 passes. Right. I, I just that's a lot. Even even in the the big time air raid era, way back when, I mean all that stuff. It was 58 attempts, and I know there was some extra. There there was a fifth quarter, if you will, but right. that's a lot, man. And uh, but I, I just think it's an interesting question worth asking. Yeah, no doubt about it. And like you're mentioning there or alluding to there, you see a lot of things that statistically uh, don't lead you to believe that, that Texas Tech would be the winning football team. I think on some days, oh, yeah. if you're okay. just checking the box score. But <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder what it speaks to that they were the winning football team. It's it certainly got to speak to some guts, right? Some intestinal fortitude and some of those intangibles you want in a team. I think you nailed it. I, I think that because that's ultimately the big takeaway here. We could talk about some good stuff we can talk about some bad stuff we can talk about some stuff that we are worried about there's a whole long list of, of, of things there but the bottom line is we can all talk about it in your two and oh and that's 
And this was a pivotal game because if you don't figure out a way to get it done and you almost didn't, then you, you you know you run the risk of going to Raleigh, North Carolina, and being a ten point underdog or, or so mm-hmm. uh, against a top fifteen ish NC State team playing at their place uh, on a Saturday night under the lights on national TV. And so I don't know if I was wanting to sign up for that, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the fact that you figured out a way to win one of these games instead of figuring out a way to to, to lose it. Man, you know, I'll, I'll take 10 more just like them, man. I mean, that's what I told Donovan Smith. So we're clear, Callan. I talked to post game, and it's it's a melee. It's a, it's yeah. just there. It's a mob scene. There's people everywhere. I got Joey right. He's coming off the field, and it was for the first time he was speechless. I ended up talking to Nehemiah Martinez, talked to Zach Kitley, and then ended up talk, finishing up with Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith apologized. I don't know, probably four or five times in the three or four minutes that I spoke with him. This was really ugly. I need to, you know, and I say apologize. I don't know if he said, like, the words, I'm sorry. But, I mean, he was just like, this is a really ugly win. I need to play better. Kept crediting his teammates. But at the end, he just kind of wraps it up with, but but we figured out a way to to finish it. And and you're right. I mean, that's – that let's just skip to the end and, and and celebrate the win, I guess, in some ways, because there's been plenty of times where you haven't been able sure. to do that. But he he knew that it wasn't his best effort, but he made that play uh, across the goal line at the end. So thankful he did. Yeah, I love the fact that uh, he was the one that was that was securing that score after the day that he had. Happy for him because you know that he puts in the work in a way that that deserves some success. And I would say from an individual standpoint, Chris. He looked the part. It's been a while since we've seen him. And, you know, you're kind of wondering as you get back into to real fire with the top 25 opponent there. Uh, to me, he looked like a Big 12 quarterback and one that could probably take you to some above average football if you have some other things uh, work out. And clearly I'm saying that well aware of the mistakes that were a part of his day. But some of the plays that he made, I thought, man, that's that's stuff that gets you on an all conference list somewhere here or there. Yeah, yeah, and, and and so we're clear. I, I, how, how, do we, do we know how much real talent is around him yet? I, I don't know if we ultimately do. I think I like some of the pieces. I don't think the offensive line played particularly <laughs> well in this game. Um. <laughs> Look, please don't take me there yet because I'm feeling good. <laughs> okay, we'll get to it. Okay. But, oh okay. my. Yeah, yeah, because that you know, yeah, and, and we'll get to that point. But I, I, I think <laughs> that they're collectively figuring this out. There is no you know, alpha or guaranteed playmaker that you've surrounded. Cause I mean, I, I love Taj and Sir Roderick and I think Miles Price showed you what he can do, but consistently yet, I think we're still kind of waiting on those guys to be like, you, you use the term all conference types uh, because it, both teams struggle to run the ball. And I think that kind of affected Donovan in a negative way a little bit. Now he nets about, I don't know, 80 plus yards rushing, but well, I, I say he gains about 86 yards rushing. He only netted yeah. about 25. I, I misphrased that because he, he was sacked six times, you know, but it was a few of those runs. And that's why I, I think it's worth asking the question because Tech was scared to death about Clayton Toon, and understandably so. But I thought your QB was the better runner, okay? Yeah. And while he did uh, have, you know, some, some more mistakes, plural, and they were costly via the interception – I mean, his legs set you up for the game-tying field goal. His legs win you the game. Um, so, you know, and, and I don't think he had the, the better of, of, the, of the two lines in this group. 
Well, and Chris, um, think about what his his voice or presence probably did in that huddle in those moments. I mean, that's as big as a lot of stuff you can describe physically. And we don't know. We're not out there. But somebody's rallying guys. Somebody's leading yep. guys. And I'm sure he played a big part in that. You saw, I'm, I'm guessing you saw the clip of that that very last drive to drive and he runs about 27 yards and ends up on the Houston bench and the, the trainer or somebody bows up and throws a blow at him and starts barking at him in his face. And you don't really see Donovan react. And I think, you know, and I think that spoke a lot about who he is because I can't get caught up in this silliness. Like, you know, the, what, what's the going on? And apparently I guess that there was a DPS officer over there. It was like, Hey man, you don't, to, to the trainer guy, you don't have to go home, but you got to you got to leave here. Like you 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 go. So yeah. it, it's out there for everybody to go see. Bottom line is Donovan oh, kept yeah. his cool and 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 all that. And I thought that that's because he's just kind of even keel. He smiles. Yeah. He's yeah. I think that's 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 worth something. And you hope that he learns from some of these mistakes because guess what? This next weekend in Raleigh, you can't do that and expect to win. You can't throw three interceptions in the second half and 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 when but uh but i think there's a lot of things to feel good about and there are a lot of things to try to fix and ask questions about and that's i guess what we're here to do yeah a local dip on the houston sideline <laughs> uh not a tra- there's no way that guy's a trainer i mean I, I can't imagine that guy having enough brain power uh you know to train a dog much less yeah, provide ball boy trainer therapy. something you I know, know what? i've what been is. reading that he's like a former player undrafted free agent with the Seahawks that's been cut and now he's just slumming around with Dana I guess slamming Red Bull and vodkas and getting in people's way I don't really know but that's just some of what's out there on the interwebs uh yeah good grief anyway can I take you back to to the interceptions I just wonder about your interpretation on some of them because there are different varieties of interception Mm -hmm. or these things that when you go back and look at film the coaches will see is is on Donovan's shoulders entirely some great plays made by the defense, some miscommunication elsewhere. How do you think those kind of break down? Well, I, I can't specifically tell you with each one. I, I think there's a combination of panic, kind of floating the ball, mm. um, and and I think maybe pressure in his face. I think there's a, there's a variety of things. I just think he has to understand it sometimes. Look, there's an old saying, you know, for quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks that are learning how to play the position on a bigger stage, whether NFL or or first time to start and all these things. And obviously he's got some starts under his belt. Any drive that ends with a kicker coming on the field is a good one. Okay. And and it, it's, it's okay to punt at times, especially when you have somebody that's really good. You don't. So whether we are kicking an extra point, we're kicking a field goal or a punter comes out, that's okay. Let's just not throw it to the other team. You know, and, then, <laughs> yeah. and I think, you know, some of those, man, they, they felt kind of, you know, close to backbreaking at times because you're thinking, Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's just oh, yeah. the yeah, that's just the uh, the reality of kind of where that was and they're all in the second half. cuz what I was afraid of and I even told the guys on the broadcast this maybe in one of the commercials I'm like guys man I hope this isn't a reverse of last year yeah. where Houston kind of dominated you for the first half and you dominated them in the second and ran away with it because 17-3 you get a fourth down stop, you know, everybody kind of somewhat empties out of the halftime and you come back and before you know it, it's 17 to 10 and place is dead quiet. There's no momentum and, and you're kind of on your heels. And, you know, you ended up having to come back just to send it to overtime. But a lot of those turnovers felt like they were just adding another log on the old momentum fire over there for, for Dana and Houston. Yeah, no doubt. You just kept thinking, well, there's not that many minutes left. Oh, this on this one, there's fewer minutes left. 
okay, this time there are even fewer minutes left. <laughs> it's like, how many times will you have the opportunity to respond? And then you get down uh, to a clutch kick. And I the the first one after the timeout was, was wide, correct? Did you see it that way? Yes, I, okay. I it, it was wide right uh, that what we saw. It's hard for me to, to see it down there where I'm at. My guys upstairs saw the same thing, and I even think the referees looked at each other like, okay, that would have been no good. I think Joey actually said in the post-game press conference that he thought it, it had gone in. Mm-hmm. Either way, we, we were just like, okay, well, it didn't matter. And, and I, I don't know what the philosophy is on it. Do you want to – Tell him, hey man, go ahead and fall through and just kick it. And I'm thinking, okay, is it good that he missed it? Is it is that bad? Is that he got it out of the way? I mean, I don't know, but the one that counted went in, and that's all that yeah. matters because uh, there was extra football to be played. Yeah, and happy for that guy too to have that kind of success in that moment. Uh, he had a heavy lifting day, and it wasn't all roses for him either, but it was in the most important moment. Yeah, no, no question. Yeah, and we we'll, and we can maybe get into that later on in the in, in this particular version of the show because I I have. That's one of the takeaways there is kind of what what now there what what where do you go with that particular position because we saw a lot uh, yes you know against oh, against yeah. the Cougars as far as your your specialists go and uh, and I think in general Joey had said after the game you know our special teams weren't very special but <laughs> but that kick is that that was you gutted it out and Trey Wolf made a kick and that's the one that we'll remember in time. Oh yeah. Not a chip shot either. And no uh, 45, and, 47 yards, something yeah, like that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. It, it's pretty wild to think about what that game included uh by the time it was all done. You <laughs> saw the good, the bad, the ugly, the fugly, and eventually something that felt like a party because you had more points at the end of the day. But man, so much to process from just uh one ball game with a little extra time added to the end of it. We'll get some primary takeaways before we're out of here on this episode. And coming up next, I do want to dive into the offensive line conversation because, well, to use an industry term, yeesh. But first, let me tell you about underdog fantasy because it's the easiest place to kick college football season up a notch, just a notch, spice it up. Do a little Salt Bay action with some spice. Underdog fantasy is what I'm talking about. They're putting the work in to make sure the process to get started is as easy as can be while focusing on making the game day experience first rate, as in being easy to play all while watching the Red Raiders play on Saturday. All it takes is one single game to get into that cold, hard cash. So check it out today, underdogfantasy.com. Number one focus is you making for a fun and easy user experience. And listen closely, you can sign up now with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On, and Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, you get $100 from Underdog for free, baby. So go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code Locked On. Locked On. Spice up the season. Get in on college football. Pick them today at underdogfantasy.com. You got it locked on. Texas Tech is the name. Crushing Skullets is the game. (laughs) I said last week I didn't have any beef with Dana Holgerson, and I guess I really don't, Chris, but it's amazing what a game day will do. Uh, for your feelings toward another individual because when he's throwing that headset at the end and I'm telling him suck it two times from the other <laughs> side I'm like who am I what but man it was fun to get a win over him for the fifth time in a row uh Houston wise 
Yeah, I, I, I will tell you this. Um, he loves him some Joey McGuire, and I think the feeling is is mutual. I talked to – actually, Dana was down there talking to Danny Amendola on the field before the game, went over and, and talked to both of them, and I said, I said, man, old Coach McGuire really likes you, and he goes, I love that son of a gun. He and, and that, not, not exactly the way he phrased it, but he's like right. – he goes – he goes, Joey's energy energy is nauseating. <laughs> yeah. He said, he goes, I don't know if he can coach or not, although he's won everywhere he's ever been. He goes, but he's got, he goes, and that energy is all real. He goes, don't think it's some sort of manufactured this or that, you know. So I, I preach, because I, I do, I told you that last week, man. I, I like, yeah. uh, I just like old, old Dana. He's, he's great. And, yeah. And, and you know, and again, he's he's uh, he's competitive and wants to beat you, and you're trying to beat him and all that stuff. But he's got a good team and and all that. But I thought that was that was kind of funny. It, it, his energy is nauseating. I'm like, that's that's awesome. I get exactly what he means. Too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, let's set our sights on. Unfortunately, what was one of the uglier or maybe even approaching on fuglier parts of Saturday's game. And this is a thing that obviously is not self-contained within that game. So it's concerning moving forward. Um, the play of the offensive line was, was rough throughout the day. And I'm curious how much credit maybe you give Houston, how many times you saw Texas tech just unable to do the job in whatever way or how you break that down, because I think all Red Raider fans that were uh, paying any attention yesterday were understanding that the line of scrimmage offensively for Tech was going the wrong way more often than not. Yeah, look, okay, I, I think we are very, we've made this very clear. This was the biggest question mark on this team, and they, they knew it, and they tried to throw a lot of, uh, you know, quote-unquote assets at it via mm -hmm. the portal. Maybe the best one is going to miss the season, uh, I think you you have an answer, and and maybe a, a surprise falls in your lap. And Dennis Wilburn, I think Monroe Mills at right tackle has been really good, uh, but you know we haven't seen any of Cade Briggs. Don't know much about you know Michael Shanahan, you know yet. And so, um, and then Weston Wright goes down. And you wait, already... I was about to ask: Are you referring to Weston Wright when you say miss the rest of the season, or you're talking about Spencer Cole Spencer? Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't sure think. Was... Yeah, yeah, I. I don't think uh, what I don't think uh, quote I, you know or quote unquote I, I don't you know that's me speculating but I, I think this will be a somewhat of a short term situation but I don't okay. know for sure but I mean when you when you get carted off and it's an ankle in issue that's probably not ideal so I wouldn't expect him to play this week I don't I don't think and keep in mind something to happen in the midst of the game Stephen Hamby's trying to find the right mix. I believe Landon Peterson was pulled. Okay. And Jacoby Jackson, and I, and I don't know if he was pulled or maybe, Hey, let's try something else or, or let's, let's a uh, pre-planned rotation. That part, I don't know. So I, I, I maybe shouldn't say pulled, but Jacoby Jackson was inserted and took to play guard. And then when Weston Wright comes out because of uh, the injury there, you have to put Landon Peterson back in. So you got into a little bit of your depth there. And, and you're right, Derek Parrish, you know, and, and I, I think Houston deserves some credit here too. Look, they call them so Sack Avenue. I, I told you last week, I didn't think any of their individual pieces were just this, this brutal force or anything like that. But collectively, they're a handful. And their mm -hmm. defensive coordinator, Doug Belk, does a really good job. And maybe they, they saw some weaknesses with Caleb Rogers because Derek Parrish, four sacks, six, sack, six tackles for a loss, 
that you know that that's that's a bit uh, that's a bit tricky because you wonder why you can't run it and you wonder why Donovan maybe you know made some mistakes and all that. It probably is all a contributing factor, but it needs to get better in a hurry. But that may be unrealistic to think that it will. It just takes mm-hmm. a bit. It takes a bit, and oh, especially if you had injury too, and you got guys yep. in and out, and I mean, because Weston well, was just really solid. Yeah. He wasn't going to be an all-conference guy. He was just going to be really solid and a piece that you can depend on, and and win of his fair share of battles. But if you take that out, now you got a two unknowns. I mean, put Jacoby Jackson in there, and with his maybe for first career start uh, this weekend in Raleigh, North Carolina, under the lights against a really veteran and a really solid uh, Wolfpack defense. That's not exactly what, what you want, but guess what? I think we're headed that way. Well, I thought Jackson actually, within the context of what he is and and everything else, I I thought he was kind of a bright spot. I didn't feel like he there was a whole lot of drop off with 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 him in there. Yeah, no, and, and I think he he's played well. He's just really inexperienced. Yeah. That's you know that's what you're you're dealing with right now. But I mean. As I mentioned to you, there, there's some of these transfers that have come in here, and we haven't, you know, Ty Buchanan. I think has a, a chance to be to be pretty good. He's fairly young still, but you know, Cade Briggs hasn't hasn't emerged yet. The Shanahan kid from Tennessee Martin hasn't emerged yet. Um, so you know, and Ethan Card is still there. I mean, you've got got bodies. I just don't know how ultimately talented you are and so that'll be up to Zach because I tell you what you haven't seen a lot of and they're going to have to start getting real good at it at these offensive line but maybe this is just who they are you're going to have to get really good at your quick game stuff and some of that Mm. get the ball get rid of the ball quickly to protect that O-line and protect Donovan you know like scheme up some stuff get the ball on the perimeter and sometimes it's kind of boring but man, it, it's almost like running plays. If you can get three or four yards or something, or maybe bust one, you know, I don't know. But that because that Texas defensive line against Alabama looked really salty too. You know, I mean, I hate to yeah, say that it. defense. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Patterson. I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, what a surprise! I guess I forget that he's even there. <laughs> but what a surprise uh, that they might come up with, with something uh, salty on the defensive side of the football. You gave me a flashback there talking about running plays with with quick passes to the outside because it seems like every broadcaster in the country had to say at one point, now this is like a running play to Texas Tech <laughs> whenever they throw something out to the side. Got so old. But, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm encouraged by some of what we're seeing with those pass catchers on the outside. I, I thought that uh, some of the most impactful plays of the game yesterday, Nehemiah Martinez, son of a little Phil Wildcat, by the way. I know Lovett Cooper's going to get – Plenty of pub off of Nehemiah. <laughs> he got wildcat blood in him. Don't make no mistake. Uh, anyway, I, I'm kind of encouraged. And I know that there was some potential and some talent there, but they're filling some big shoes, Chris. And unfortunately, I think wide receiver is maybe the least impactful positional group on a football roster. But I have been encouraged by some of what they've been able to do. And a lot of that after the catch, you know, not just getting in position to make a catch, but making some plays once the ball's in their hands. Going to have to. Yeah, I think Nehemiah and Miles Price, and I thought, you know, Jerron Bradley was targeted a bunch. And I thought, you know, that one drop he had in the end zone. Yeah. And I I don't – that's maybe a tougher catch than we want to think at the time because he's got to come – I think Donovan underthrew it on purpose. And I think he's looking maybe back up into the sun and got to readjust and kind of you know he's six foot five, been over low. But I mean that that right. that catch right there could have potentially ended the game or won the game. But he 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 you know he redeemed himself with that fourth and twenty conversion. So I'm like we're not gonna, so. we're not going to forget about uh, or remember the 
the the the potential drop there. But yeah, I I I tell you who we hadn't seen a lot of is I, I want to see more of Miles Price. I think he is a bit dinged up. He was missed some of the first half and was out of the 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 game. But I think you see what he's capable of when he's in there. He was stretching, and I think right. it was a lower back issue and all that. But we just hadn't seen a lot of the tight ends yet. And I think this True. is a a position that at some point it needs to be a safety valve or needs to be a reason why Donovan succeeds uh, with, with some of these guys, uh, with, with Mason and Baylor Cup and, and, and Teeter. So, but yeah, I, th- I think that I just I just don't know how good your your group is around Donovan just yet. You yeah. know, as far as do I know what I'm going to get from them every single Saturday? And and I think kind of with Taj and. Because, like, look at Sir Roderick yesterday, you know? I mean, he didn't – kind of a non-factor. Not a lot of touches, not a lot of, um, you know, carries, and just kind of was a – you know, had a few catches. But, I mean, it was just – I don't know. It, it's just – but some of these well, I like, catch. I liked what we got from uh, Taj, though. I thought he had some really no doubt. tough runs. Absolutely. And and he, you know, to, to tie it up in overtime, I think that was big. And he's just a good player. And Sir Roderick is a good player. My sure. point is – who can do this consistently all throughout? That's what we want to see. And I'm, I'm not sure if I'm ready to say that about really any of your wideouts. It's been a bit of a different, you know, crew or group, you know, on, on kind of what, what where the plays are being made. But yeah, just, just a two-game uh, sample size. Yeah, not a big one yet. And uh, we'll yeah. learn plenty more as you get on the road. But we learned quite a bit as you have a top 25 opponent uh, in-state emotional ball game. And, and uh, you come out on top and you do it in a gut check kind of way. Uh, We will give you some primary takeaways before we wrap it up here on this episode of Locked on Texas Tech. And of course, as the week rolls on, we'll begin to turn our attention toward the Wolfpack of NC State. Want to turn your attention toward SaveWithArmon.com. It's our friend Armin Williams with Schooley Mitchell, tech alumni, and uh, now he's got his own business. uh, Looking to save your business money make you a little bit more efficient in some areas that would provide maybe a little more wiggle room red raider through and through and i haven't heard reports that uh armin was on the scene this weekend chris i saw my man armin williams for the first time in a long time uh he he was back in lubbock since the crabtree catch for the first time how about that really i'm like our lovely city and football stadium and so much else has changed a little bit <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah so he was pumped he he was it came in late uh at the end of uh at the end of last week and anyway he spent several days in, in lubbock but saw him at, before the game and uh he was on the field after the game uh joining the, the melee uh that was yeah. so uh, yeah, SaveWithArmon.com. He will, he's a Red Raider man. He wants to take care of uh, other Red Raiders. If you own a business out there and you want to try to save a little money. And again, the, there's no catch. It doesn't cost you anything. Just let him do the work. If he saves you money, y'all split the cost there and, and all those things. And so uh, that that's how that's how they, they are in business. But uh, he wants to really help, you know, Texas Tech grad business owners out there, I guess, if you will, alumni, fans, whatever. So yeah. anyway, check him out, SaveWithArmon.com. Yeah, Schooley Mitchell is North America's number one cost reduction company for businesses like yours. He's saving businesses thousands of dollars, and he wants to help Red Raiders. So no upfront costs. All starts with a free analysis. They only share in any savings generated for the business. So uh, get in touch, get involved, and uh, maybe get a little extra wiggle room as we head into 2023 with our friend Armin Williams at SaveWithArmin.com. 
Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech, your team every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network with Chris Level. I'm Casey Callen, Red Raiders winners 33 to 30 over the 25th ranked Houston Cougars. And for as ugly as anything could have been within that win that you might feel like you have to complain about, uh, Chris, before we get to some of our takeaways from that ball game, I'm thinking about some other complaints that might be out there in the college football world uh, within this new week. I don't know, maybe in Bryan College Station zip codes. Uh, it could have been a hell of a lot worse, right? And we saw that. Lincoln, South Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. Ooh, what a wild day, man. Yeah, how about Henry Columbia getting it done in South Bend, man? Rudy, yeah, yeah you know, Henry Columbia wasn't offsides. I don't know if they carried him off the field there or anything like that, but uh, wow. Yeah, the Sun Belt. Shout out to the Sun Belt. I mean, it, it, it was it was just a, the, the whole weekend was kind of a train wreck. I mean, which is what makes it fun because nobody saw some of this stuff coming. Hey, man, we'll pay you seven figures to come in here and we, we need a home game and all that. I, I I do I heard this suggestion. They should put a clause in some of those FCS games with some of these big power five schools. And if there should be like a bonus attached to whoever wins it, uh, because I mean Jimbo Fisher, he he shouldn't have gotten paid yesterday. I mean, you know, Scott Frost, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I it's, saw, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Scott Frost took the one million dollar reduction in salary to four million for whatever previously. And the uh, who was it Georgia Southern? Their head coach made like eight hundred grand. See, I mean, <laughs> so maybe he should get some of the the other coaches' salaries. That we're saying. Well, guess what? Guess what? Some of those Sunbelt coaches are going to be coaching the Power Five before before that's long. True. I mean, they're 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 going to get the opportunity to. I'm going to tell you right now. But yeah, they're getting people jobs. So, by so is Lance Leipold and uh, uh, Kansas's finest. Yeah, he he may get an opportunity to upgrade. Go to Morgantown. Well. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wouldn't want to do that. They're going to be looking for somebody there pretty soon. Possibly, yep. Oof. I mean, Neil, the noise there is going to just get louder. I mean, can't – and I don't think I don't think losing to Kansas is really should be a meme anymore because I think that dude can fight out coach, man. I mean, it, they're kind of going to be a pain to deal with all season. I mean, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what it looks like. But their quarterback stays healthy and – you know, we saw what Baylor, uh, you know, struggled uh, up in up in Provo, I guess it was. So, I mean, it's just wild, wild conference, wild weekend. But that's why we love it, man. Yeah, a lot of fun. And that's why we hate preseason rankings. They're ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the one thing still I got mucho beef with with this playoff system. And I don't know if you'll ever get away from it in the world of college football. But just the fact that still rankings are involved in general just – Oof. But preseason rankings, a whole nother variety of uh, asininity. So we saw that on display once again. And shout out to Jimbo Fisher. Uh, off by one game. Just one game. I think it's a win. Maybe one less win or one more win. From Kevin Sumlin. From Kevin Sumlin through the first 50 games of their tenures in College Station. <laughs> yep. Nailed it. Yeah. Terrific work, Aggies. You're doing a great job. <laughs> for, as you what, have for 20 years, 30 years. 10, 10 or 11 million a year. Good and, and all guaranteed for like, what, seven or eight more years? What a slick devil, Jimbo. <laughs> you dog, Jimbo. You dog. Unfortunately, no dogs on the field. Just a bunch of meow. Shout out to Coastal Carolina. Uh, let's get back to Texas Tech and Houston, Chris. Uh, we've got some primary takeaways from the ball game before we uh, begin to look forward to North Carolina State this week. And my primary takeaway was on the defensive side of the football. It felt good to see some takeaways as uh, we had a blank there in the turnover column 
in week number one, but you saw a, a Reggie Pearson pick that was big. And uh, did you see, was it Merriweather that forced the fumble and then uh, Demerson recovers? But was it Merriweather that made the play? Yeah, nailed it. Okay. Yeah, over there on that uh, Houston sideline. That's exactly what happened. So you got two takeaways uh, for Tim DeRuiter's defense. And I just, there's no doubt in my mind, Chris, I mean, there's no team that's good enough to just say, ah, we don't care if we get turnovers. But if you're talking about a team like Texas Tech, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to have so many different areas where you're going to be maybe a little shorthanded or whatever it might be. You're not going to be across the board, probably as consistent as you'd like to be as a football team eventually under Joey McGuire. But What's the thing that, that covers up a multitude of sins? Well, it's hustle first, but that leads to turnovers in a lot of ways. And, man, you can be a defense that is bending up and down the field. I mean, you can be an offense that is inconsistent, hit or miss. But if you've got a defense that is playmaking in the turnover column, uh, you can be a good football team. We've seen that before. I remember some of those Oklahoma State defenses where statistically, you know, it wouldn't be anything near dominant, but they'd have great seasons and would be like top five in the country when it comes to takeaways and things like that. So, We've seen it before at Texas Tech as well, and uh, I hope this is going to bode well for weeks to come that you're going to get busy back in that column again. Yeah, the, the creating turnovers just enhances or, or it widens your margin for error in games because the more possessions you get, the less the other team gets. Obviously, we can do the math there. The, I, I really collectively love the way they played yesterday you know, on defense uh, because I thought you stopped the run for the most part. Yeah. Clayton Toon never just got real comfortable. The the, the main takeaway I have that, that's an issue that, that I would complain about or be frustrated with is just the, the deep shot to beginning of the third quarter. You know, I mean, that that's the one play kind of changed the whole tone of the game. And all of a sudden you look up and Houston's right back in the game and now we've got a, a game again. And so you just got to be better on those play action deep shots. Uh, but I thought I thought defensively, I thought you played pretty well. I'd like I'd like for you to be winning a few more matchups up front, and maybe you know if you look at if you look at the tackles for loss and the sack, you know numbers for Houston compared to you, it's a bit lopsided, not in your favor. I thought there were some holding calls and things like that 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 Houston was called for, so that negates your ability to make some of those plays. But uh, um, I'm I'm pretty excited about this 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 group on defense and I don't feel like you know we had kind of a question mark about linebacker coming into the year and I don't really feel like I've you know seen some sort of uh oh we got a problem yeah. and, and teams are going to score and they're going to you know generate yardage and all that everybody's just too good that you're going to end up playing here but I, I kind of like that group on that side of the ball for sure yeah I think you know like in Merriweather you knew what you had and you just wondered around them you know you're going to have some depth kind of fill out and we still don't really know but I, I agree I think uh there's some potential there and that we've seen them make good on some of that potential, at least early on. And yeah, you alluded to that third quarter uh, chunk play, man, 63 yards, I think. But to their credit, there was not another one the rest of the game that went over 20. I think they had two over 15. Uh, so for whatever it was worth, uh, you did kind of clamp down all of the chunk plays seemingly uh, prior to that in the first half. Uh, then you have that big hitter there to begin the second half, but uh, clamped a little bit. And yeah, stopping the run, man, is, is going to always be good for any football team if you're able uh, to really kind of take that out of the equation. And I, I thought for the most part that Texas Tech did. And, of course, that's encouraging about that defensive line specifically as well, right, what they're able to do at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and I think NC State's running game, and we'll talk about that as we go along this week, is very similar to Houston's. They don't have some spectacular back, but they do have a, a quarterback that will hurt you there. But, uh, yeah, so I I, I just I, – I felt through two games, I feel pretty good about what that side of the ball is doing. And Coach DeRuiter, I think he's done a good job so far. Yep. 
Yep. So what was uh, getting your attention walking away? I know you mentioned earlier in the show uh, things standing out with the kicking game, but uh, yeah. Well, let, let, let's just, you know, I, I kind of, I, I walk away from the stadium and you're, you're just one. You, the, the main takeaway is that you, holy cow, you figured out a way to win. You were at, you were on the doorstep. It's fourth and 20 or at the end of regulation. And you're thinking, okay, this just isn't going to go well. This is going to be a tough week around here. I mean, all, all the things and right. You, you're riding the roller coaster. But once you get past that, because to me, that's the main takeaway. You figured out a way. doesn't matter how. It's just 2-0 and is 2-0, and and winning is better than losing at the end. But I, 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 for some reason, I kind of felt like I walked away you know, from the stadium feeling kind of worried and really concerned about the kicking situation. And then as I've thought about it and looked back on it, if I should, okay, because both kids missed a kick. Well, they were 45 yards. This is no gimme, okay? Sure. And and I think you also have one that made a 25-yarder, and then he made, I believe, a 47-yarder to send it to overtime. So he was two of three. We're talking about Trey Wolf. So I guess I maybe don't want to – I want to maybe pour some water on, on any kind of fire there with the kicking – you know, situation here, because I, I just don't know if, you know, I think some people are concerned and I, th- I I get it. I think when Wolf missed that first kick, he kind of mishit it. And it just, it sounded bad when I was down there. It sounded like it in, in something, because I saw Kenny Perry walk up to him and go, what happened? And I didn't hear the explanation, but I guess my point is, I feel like Wolf, you can kind of tell has maybe got a little more trust and the coaches just because, hey man, you had to pick one of them to go out there and tie the game up, and he was the one that 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 was sent out there, and he, he made it. So I think we take what we've got now, and we go from here. As Trey Wolf is kind of your, you know, your clutch guy or the guy that yeah. you trust a little bit more, but I'm I'm just not gonna worry about that position just yet, just because each guy's missed a 45 yard field goal. You know, I just don't. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's no gimme. Uh, certainly on the college, <laughs> no, not, yeah. not at all. Not yeah. a chip shot. Yeah, uh, so. and of course, whenever you're talking about the ability in, in a similar range to come back and redeem yourself, not only from 47, but the fact that it's in the circumstances it was to uh, to keep the game going, uh, just wipe it off the books. In my opinion, you know, the first miss, good grief, comes back and does the same thing and does it in a tougher moment. <laughs> so obviously, he's capable of that kind of thing. The um, biggest of moments, yes. Yeah. And you know we're going to be back in them again because I, I do feel like, as I've said before on the show, if you've got a, a team that's uh, maybe able to rely more consistently upon what your defense is doing than the offense, um, then you're probably going to be in some winning, you know, winning positions, I guess, in the third and fourth quarters if you can if you can uh, make the plays, whatever. I think you're going to be in some seven, ten point games, one score games, uh, late in ball games for the most part, and who knows what we're going to need from the kicker uh, in weeks to come. And we could be talking about it again coming up on Saturday night as they take on North Carolina State. We'll have plenty this week, of course, on that ball game as we get ready for the Red Raiders to hit the road for the first time this season. And, uh, man, in a big, big way as you got a top 25 opponent uh, before you head back to town, take on the University of Texas. Appreciate you guys for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech today and making it your first listen Every day, hope you'll subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. Appreciate those of you who have done so, so far. Keep on coming with it there uh, and subscribe and make everybody in your circle, right? The office place, the cubicle, the family dinner table, whatever, Chris. I mean, the hobo on the street, if he's got an iPhone, let's get him subscribed on YouTube. 
Absolutely, man. Well, enjoyed it. This was a lot of fun, and it could have been not a lot of fun, but guess indeed. what? This one was indeed fun. So guns up. Keep hope alive, people. It'll count as a win, and uh, we'll be yep. talking about what the Red Raiders will need to do uh, to make it two or make it three in a row, uh, as a matter of fact. Silly me, I forget the FCS matchup uh, this weekend <laughs> in North Carolina. All right, coming up, be sure to make Locked On Big 12 your second listen as our guy Josh Neighbors is taking you around the conference with experts on the ground all over Big 12 country. That is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. For the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked On Texas Tech.